Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. And I'm Rainy. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you for being patient with us as we move through the end of season three and try to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's been like with everything happening in the world, I feel like like I'm sure you are all feeling it like the news cycles are just changing so consistently. And there's also some really like heavy things happening in the world. And um we just need some, some time to reflect. And because of everything that's happening, it's also been a bit of a challenge getting guests on. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So unfortunately we didn't have an episode last week because of scheduling issues and because the guests that we had planned on having in needed some time to like reflect and to themselves. So obviously we supported them in that and wanted to give them all of the space that they needed. You know, we're not like Mm -hmm. pressuring people to come on and talk about, you know, concepts for us or for our audience, you know? Right. Cause it's not really like our responsibility or like, sorry, it's not their responsibility to educate us. Right. Right. It's like us as being allies, we need to be um, like educating ourselves. So we just Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that we weren't like relying on black bodies to help us understand. Right. When there's already so much information that they've given us and they've already put in so much work, we need to put in more work to just help or we need to put in more work so that we can be like better allies and not just be like, help us, tell us about what's going on. It's all online. It's all in books. You know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, right. That's obviously why we didn't have an episode last week. We are going to finish off our season. It's kind of strange, but we're going to be finishing it off next week um, with one final guest. So, Mm -hmm. and then we will take a couple months off and be back in September. Yeah. And hopefully by then, this situation is... I mean, hopefully we're allowed to kind of speak to guests um, in person again. That would be just wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully it's like somewhat (laughs) normal, if not 100% normal. Yes, I think we're all kind of kind of waiting for everything to to get back. Yeah. And just like as we sit in quarantine or as we sit in like stage one and two longer and longer, there is like more information out there. So that is helpful. You know, we can like um, act accordingly as we get more information from public health people. So, and like studies and scientists. So fingers crossed. Right. Yeah. Um, that being said, we want to address a couple things that we're talked about in the episode that we recorded before the last week's break. Mm-hmm. Um, we did an episode about the sexual assault allegations that had come forward in the Toronto dance community. Yes. And Um, after that episode happened, um, or in that episode, we discussed how we kind of thought it was Kata's responsibility to take on this role of like an organization for dancers to come forward to and similar to how ACTRA does it. Yeah. Um, Uh, And after that happened, Kata Kata reached out to us. Yeah. They wanted to, I guess, clarify a few things and to let people know that they are... um, actually aware of what's going on and they're taking steps to um 
I don't want to say mitigate the situation because that's not what's happening, but they have been in touch with both survivors and they've tried to reach out with perpetrators and to like create dialogue. Um, dialogue. Yes. Thank you. To try to create dialogue between the two people and try to make something happen. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, I think that it's important for us to remember also that um, they're though they're like trying to be there for all of their like all the dancers in the community because that's like part of their mandate. Mm-hmm. They're also not necessarily like the police and they're also not, you know, um, like a rape crisis hotline. So they can do many things. They can send letters. They can try and um, cancel memberships. They can. Um, do as much as they can, but there's still not the steps or funding in place for them to be able to take on the responsibility or like legal action, kind of what ACTRA does. Right. Um, Which is also something we talked about with the person that reached out to us, because that was like one of my first thoughts when I was thinking about Mm -hmm. if I was in a position to, um, I don't know, create this program or to create something for the community to come and reach out to the first people that I would reach out to would be ACTRA and be like, how does this, how do you use your program run? Can we talk about it? Um, what works, what doesn't work? What does it take to implement in another form? Or can there be like a cross between genres, between unions, between associations where it can be more accessible to other people? Like, mm-hmm. is there can it be like jointly funded and it can be a place where actors and dancers and entertainers in general go, because as we all know, as dancers, we really like, we work in so many different sectors and we do so many different things that it just have one place feels almost counterintuitive, mm-hmm. you know, cause all of those big choreographers or uh, people that work are going to work in commercial commercials and they're going to work in more commercial settings. So if I'm, if we're just giving it for just, um, reporting to like a contemporary dance place who there's going to be tons of people that are not going to know about it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which kind of leads us to our next point about another thing that we were talking about, which was the, um, the discussing and like the mentioning of the name of who the perpetrators were. Yes. And we just wanted to also clarify that one perpetrator was named. Mm-hmm. So there's been a f- lots of people coming out with stories and accusations, but there was one woman who actually did come out and name a specific individual and then other people within that urban um, commercial dance scene also named this person. So Reman Rafi, who is used to be one of the owners or co-founders of Prestige Studio and the Canine Collective, is this person who has who there are sexual allegations about against. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that there was more than one person that was being, um, more, there was obviously more than one victim. There was multiple victims who came forward and, um, not necessarily just against this man, but also against another man who wasn't named. Right. But we just wanted to make it clear that one of the, like there, we do know who one of them is. Yeah. Um, and out of privacy and like concern for survivors where you don't, feel it necessary to name the woman who came out against him. Um, She can make, she has made herself public and she is um, being very vocal, but I don't, we don't think we need to like add to that. Yeah. 
she's mm-hmm. can make all those decisions for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we just want to be clear that yes, Kata is aware of the allegations. Yes, they did send a, um, they are, tr- they tried to get involved to the best of their ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are names of people who are, who are being yeah. survivors. So just be aware. And also we want to just update you about that episode from two weeks ago because we had a couple inquiries about it. Yeah. Um, and Kata did say that they were going to put out, I'm assuming like in their next newsletter is going to address this. Um, so you can guide yourself there through their Instagram there. They have it all Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and their website. Um, I'm not sure if you have to be a member to sign up for their newsletters, but it's right on their homepage. If that's something you want to do. Um, I am a member, so I like get them regularly. Um, but I'm not sure. I'm sure you could just sign up for their newsletters without being a member. That would make sense to Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Um, I think that's it for this week. Yeah, that's kind of all the information we. It's been like a real struggle to the scheduling right now. Yeah, people are like wondering why it's been kind of might be it might seem like it's chaotic on this end. <laughs> it is a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we are obviously next week's episode is going to be our last. It's not how we wanted to end our season. This is not how we expected the last kind of half of our season to go. No, um not at all you know, a lot of other things planned as you know we had you know some panel discussions planned we had our like party getting was already starting to get planned when this happened or when the pandemic happened mm-hmm. um so it's a bit it's a bit strange um for us to be like ending this way we also had planned on um joining luminato festival again yeah um and we were just in the process of our meetings with them and that festival was obviously canceled. So just another, another thing that we have just been trying to navigate scheduling wise and topic wise. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so it is a bit of a weird end of the season and definitely not one that we like were prepared for, but no. we are really hoping that in September we're able to like do all these things that we had planned. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels so weird feels like it's I don't know about you Rennie, but for myself it feels like even though I know it's not this it feels like quitting <laughs> and we're just like this season is over we're out <laughs> fuck it's just like so anticlimactic to me it feels you know yeah because it also feels like our third season was going so well you know yeah we hired Devin our guests were great it was like everything was going on up you know and then it's like just kidding. Everything <laughs> came to like a raging halt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Anyway, um, I know there's like lots happening with a lot of people too, in terms of like contracts and yeah. And everything. Right. So. To constantly remind myself that no, Corinne, the world is not just against you right now. This is a, right. This is a global thing. And we're all in this together. Yes. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Um, it's, it's yeah. We do appreciate everybody that's like stuck around and all of our listeners from like day one and new people that we've gained over season three. Like it does mean a lot to us that mm-hmm. you're still and here. We love when we see like everybody sharing things. Yeah. It's really heartwarming and, and nice and it definitely motivates us to continue on. Yeah. It means a lot to us. So we miss seeing people in real life. <laughs> yeah, totally. God. 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh, god. Um, but anyway, so when we have our last episode next week, yeah. Um, in the meantime, just try to avoid the news cycle if you can. It is depressing. Yeah, with all the sexual allegations coming forward about all of the celebrities and oh yeah, you know the U.S. government is crazy doing insane things. <laughs> Um, so just take some time for yourself, take some time to read and yeah. educate, have calls to watch some art things too. I like have realized that I like just like stopped watching dance things because I was getting sad about not doing it. Oh yeah. So I need to like start yeah. like that like will help flourish and nourish my creativity a little bit, but that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have some like phone calls with people that aren't like COVID related. Yeah. Fuck, I've been home for like a week and a half, you guys, and every single person I talk to wants to know how Toronto is handling handling COVID. And I'm just like, how is anybody handling it? Can't we just like ask? Also, like, clearly not good. Everybody else is in like phase three and we're still over here in phase fucking one. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I just like. It's also really hard for us to like go visit, like, family and go on like trips like i have friends out west who are like on bachelorette parties right now and like just living regularly and you know toronto is not like that yeah i had dinner with my sister a few nights ago and then they were like we're gonna go to the bar and i like went with them and saw the parking lot was packed and i was like peace i'm not coming i'm going home yeah (laughs) i'm going back to mom's love that yeah it's just so different like even i mean i sat in a restaurant for the first time like the first day patios opened in um outside of toronto i was in algonquin and i sat on a patio and i was like this is so strange to like drink like i've never been happy just to drink a fucking budweiser from a tap (laughs) (laughs) never happy about that (laughs) never happy but i was in that moment (laughs) man so strange I think that's a good, that's where we should end it. Cause we could probably go on forever. <laughs> I just want to drink a lukewarm beer from a tap. From mediocre. A, from a dirty restaurant. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> from a dirty glass at a dirty restaurant. Just kidding. Everybody's playing yeah. a lot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh God. Ugh, anyway. Well, so we will see you guys next week um, with our guest and for our final episode. And then uh, keep in touch. I love you guys. Bye. Bye.